Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, y'all? It's the world famous. You're listening to The Darren Green Show. Right here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of The Darren Green Show. I am your humble host, Darren Green. And yes, it is just me today. I'm a little perturbed right now. Because I did a whole 40-minute episode on on these topics. And I got to do it again. Because I forgot to connect the damn mixer to my fucking computer. So I'm having a time right now, but it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get, I'm going to use all that energy to these topics. Okay. <laughs> Please be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already on any platform that you are listening to the podcast, follow me at TDGS media on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page, tap the bell to get notified and subscribe and become a patron just for $2 a month. You get access to ad-free viewing and more information is all in the description. God damn it. <laughs> so we can report. Didn't do nothing. Didn't do a Well, I did go out. I, I went out on Sunday to get some ice cream with some friends and stuff like that. Nothing pretty much happened. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for 100 subscribers. Hello. So I woke up on Sunday to a notification to my YouTube studio app, and it said, congrats to your first 100 subscribers. I want to thank the listeners so much and people that were really commenting last week, because last week was a really good week. I did the interview with Blessings and Nikosha, of course, and we also did the interview with the cast member of Chasing LA, which was an interesting conversation. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Please check it out if you haven't already. If you do subscribe to the show, also be sure to hit like tap the bell to get notified. I know I said that earlier, but I see a lot of people are subscribing, but they're not seeing any of the new videos. And I think that you know just gotta tap that bell because YouTube ain't gonna recommend it, child. They'll never I'm pretty sure they'll never recommend recommend my videos. But Nevertheless, thank you so much for subscribing and seeing my worth and really enjoying what I talk about. Cause you know, we, we, you know, I, I do this thing. You never know who's listening. And I think this move or this push that I'm doing to be visible on YouTube is really allowing me to interact with the listeners. Cause I've gained so many subscribers and a lot of people that commented on that Cardi B post and we'll get into that a little bit later, honey. You know, I was really having conversations with people. I was like, oh, my God, I subscribe. Your, your show is great. I'm like, thank you so much. I'm, you know, typing them back and hearting comments and stuff. Like, I hearted all the comments, even the bad ones. I don't care. You know, I, I, want, I want to start the conversation. It's not just me talking to myself. I just I want to have that conversation with others. I want you to get involved and get in the comments and tell me what you think about these topics because it's just not all about my opinion. I, I like to speak for the people, but I also want to peop- the people to respond and tell me what they think. If I'm wrong, if I'm right. Or whatever. (laughs) But anyway, nevertheless, 
because this is still in my head, I wanted to start by talking about the Real Housewives of Atlanta season finale. Yeah, I just got done watching it a couple hours ago. And when I tell you, this shit is a little dry. I was only here for the Friends Miss event that Cynthia was doing at Lake Bailey. I'm like, everything else, well, I can't say everything else. But there was a couple scenes that I empathized with pertaining to Drew's scene with her son and meeting his father. That was a really interesting conversation. And yeah, I see it. I mean, it was definitely his, like the kid's response was definitely different from a lot of kids that I've seen. Like I've always seen kids to, you know, they, they fake it because they see they, their actual parent and they want to have this relationship so bad. But this child we've seen, like he was brutally honest. Like he was like, I don't really care. Like, you know, I don't, he wasn't in my life. So it's whatever. I'm not believing it until I see it. And that's, just, that's what it gave. And that's why I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. You better stick, stick your ground. Cause yeah, I mean, it was still kind of like, ew, it was a little cringy to watch though. I will say because, you know, I was expecting, you know, maybe the kid is just not, just not, he's not falling for it. That's what, it, that's what it gave. And another scene that I want to talk about was Kenya's scene with her therapist. That was definitely a scene where, you know, she was talking about her husband and how he's like kind of flip-flopping. Like at one mo- moment they had the birthday party with their child and then he was in the bed with them. He was in the bed with Kenya and stuff and things were still, but I guess she still, she, she said she, well, what had happened was he was trying to be all, and she was like, no, we're still at this place. Like we're still battling for the separation situation. You want Alamo and this, that, that. I'm not giving you no nookie girl. And he got mad at that and blocked her. I was like, damn, he immature as hell. But like she, she literally called, she tried to call on her daughter's phone or whatever. And he was like, oh, somebody, somebody's hurt or something like that. I was like, what the hell? Like, this is what we doing, child. Y'all, y'all, and Kenya was right to a certain extent. It's like, you have a whole child. You are blocking the mother of your child. Something could go wrong. That is, and I, I don't care how much you hate the person you had a child with. But to block, and, and, and y'all are grown. Like, y'all not like 20s, 30s. Like, y'all, he's well much, well, he's 39, maybe 40 pushing. Over here blocking people like we in high school. Like, that's so immature. But I feel for Kenya. You know, I hate that she's really going through it with a lot of these men. And she's just been trying to to, to find something that's amicable for the for the both of them and for their child. And he's being just unlike he's being very difficult. And it hurts me to see that about Kenya because I want to see Kenya happy and stuff like that. I know we hate Kenya. I know we're conditioned to not like Kenya. She's messy. She's doing all this, but you know, it's, it's, I hate to see her like this is what I'm saying. Now, when we got to the friends and Miss event child Portia and Drew was late. I'm like, girl, these girls always late. I wasn't really mad about that, but I do see that there's some kind of a 
I don't know. It's some kind of a team. Like it's like team Porsche, team King. What they say, the nieces and, and the, the nieces and the aunts. But like, girl, get your ass over here. Now, now Toya initially decided not to come, and I was for it. I was like, yes, Toya, you was not coming to this event. I'm glad that you're taking the high road. You're not trying to get into the drama, but you know, a couple minutes later, she ended up coming. She ended up coming anyway. <laughs> and Kenya and Drew got into it. Because they were doing this stupid ass secret Santa thing. I don't know what they called it. It was some kind of stupid Christmas game where they had to pick a number and then pick the gift, and then somebody that's the second person got a has the power to switch the gift if they wanted it or some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is? Could we just do secret Santa? Put everybody name in a damn hat and call it a damn day. But no, you know, housewives always want to be elaborate with their little games and stuff like that. And you know, things. It was a lot of things that were pretty good gifts. You know, they got mad at Cynthia because some she bought a, a damn Tiffany bracelet. Well, it ended up going to Portia. She was like, I don't even wear necklaces. Girl, Portia, you was in a necklace in every other damn confessional. Talk about you don't wear no damn necklace. You don't want to wear no damn Tiffany necklace. That's the thing. I get it. I get it. Y'all rich. You know, Tiffany is, yeah, that's, that's poor people jewelry. <laughs> but damn. Anyway. They got down to Kenya, and that was Drew's gift. Drew got a damn old-ass wig in a boombox with an audio. She, she, and when I tell you, when Kenya got that damn gift, she threw that shit. Because <laughs> if y'all don't remember, I believe that's the same wig that Kenya and, and Toya were saying that was like an animal, that, that Drew was wearing like an animal or something like that. I'm like, what the hell? Are we really are we really doing this? Hey, I mean, to be honest, I think that and Drew tried to play it off like it was a gag gift. We knew what you were trying to do. You're trying to make a scene. You're trying to make an argument. You really wanted Latoya to be there at the time, but she wasn't there. And she ended up coming later because I believe Kenya probably called her up and was like, girl, she talk about you. Because she had an audio. Now, the audio, she had this old-ass boombox with a cassette tape of an audio of this damn prophet talking about how he was married and how he had feelings for some girl, not Toya, talking about somebody else. And essentially, the whole thing proved nothing. Like, you had this audio and this cassette tape. Like, you really burnt a damn cassette tape. And bought a, and like Candy said, you bought this 90s-ass boombox. Like, what 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 are you doing? I think Drew is very tacky, and it's like, don't say that you're doing it because it's a gag gift. You're doing it because you're trying to make a storyline. You're doing it because you want to get, you know that your story arc just was not interesting. Only thing you had was Ralph going to Florida and cheating on you, allegedly. And the whole situation with your child's uh, biological father. Other than that, you ain't got nothing else going on. So you're arguing with Kenya's. You're arguing with Latoya. And I understand Latoya came for you. Kenya came for you early on in the season. But when we got to the ending, it seemed like y'all, you were starting with them. And I get it calling this a spade a spade, but it's like your arguments are not valid enough for us to give a fuck. And I think because everybody said this, this is not this is not a particular niece versus aunt situation because even Portia, even um, Shamia, 
they were like, uh, girl, you, you, you're taking it too far. It's not even that serious. And Candy had to put you together. Because at the end of the day, if that is the case, and if that girl was messing with that damn prophet, these are two grown, consensual-ass adults. And I understand that some people may say, oh, well, what about Portia? Because she she was, I, and I was definitely on the forefront of, you know, if she did, she did it. It's whatever. Like, they too grown. She not married. She not, you know what I'm saying? She not in the relationship. Cool. I, I felt the same way with that. Like, these are two consensual-ass adults that you're, because they have a connection to your family and that he's a prophet and that this is something that's sacred to you because you're such a super Christian. And that's another thing I'll get into. Cause she's over here calling her Delilah's and shit like girl bye. So drew ended up coming in there and they go back and forth. Yada, yada, yada. Drew took that wig and threw it right at her. She threw it toward her. She threw it at you. And let me tell you something, the Christian child, the Christian left. And income, I'm from Chicago, bitch. She was trying to, and she looked like the damn aggressor. I'm like, girl, what you doing? Not you over here saying you so much of a Christian and you about to beat somebody. Hey, it like you, it, she looked ferocious as hell. I was like, damn, not we doing this. But yeah, this is the super Christian. The one that's calling people Delilah's, the one that's making storylines. I don't have, and I don't want people that are Christian to feel offense to what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with people being Christian. Obviously, you know, I'm from a Christian family, but like, don't bring it in an environment like this because it comes off that you're judging. Like I've had, I have Christian friends that don't judge like that. You can be in anyway. Your Bible says not to do that anyway. So just because you're in, you felt like you're anointed by the spirits and, and, and that you feel that you're connected to God because you're attached to this religion does not make you the soothsayer and does not make you the person that judges. Cause there's only one person that can judge. Okay. Now, I didn't want to get all spiritual on and, and preaching and all that, but, but, but Drew is really corny to me. She's, she's a whack ass cast member and I'm, and I'm willing to bet you any amount of money. She's going to be a one season wonder. We are not going to see her next season. And if we do see her next season, she'll be a Eva Marcel two seasons and then I'm done. I, I bet you, I promise you that she is not that damn interesting. And it's not in, in, in her storylines. is just not giving. And even at the end of it, when her, uh, before they got into it, Toya was like fucking ignoring, like they were ignoring drew. Like you look pressed. Like Portia, Portia says she is pressed about this situation and it's not that deep girl. Move on. Like, <laughs> I don't know guys, but tell me what you think. If you're listening to this on uh, YouTube, <laughs> I did want to talk about the ending credit scene, like when everyone is doing their own thing and they have like a text of what they can you file for divorce? Thank you. You needed to get out. And I felt like she was trying to hold on because she felt like there was still some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Girl, protect your peace and move the hell on. <laughs> Please protect your peace because he is not for you. And I know Candy was trying to, Candy was trying to tell that to her. She was trying to say that like, girl, he's not for you. I don't see why you don't just divorce his ass, but I, it, it, I think she got the picture now. And it's hard for people to leave. It's, it really is. When you build a bond with somebody and then somebody kind of feels like they stringing you on. Like I felt like I've talked to people, like I've never been in a marriage before, but like I've talked to people, I've been in kind of situationships with people and they kind of string you along, but like they don't really want to, like people just do it because I feel like 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's up with Mark, but I can, I can definitely relate to people just like stringing you on and you not knowing if you want to leave completely cut all communication or still just be around. And it's, it's hard, especially I can, I can only imagine, I can't imagine when you're married to somebody. So glad that Kenya actually went ahead and filed for divorce. Now, one of the thing I did want to talk about was this whole situation with Portia, Kenya and Candy because Portia went on live, right? She went on live horse, to talk about some situation that happened. So apparently there was this Vulture article that came out and Portia said that I'm going to tell the truth on my Instagram live today. She denies that she denies Kenya Moore's claim that she demanded a scene of her and Candy to be deleted off the show. And there was a scene, I guess, I guess in the beginning of the show where Candy and Portia was arguing about something and it was during the whole BLM arc of the season. So here's what she had to say. They say there is a scene that was deleted, edited out or not aired on Bravo because I asked for it to be taken out. Right. The way that Kenya is putting it out there that I asked the Bravo execs to not play a scene of Candy and I having an argument, having a fight, me dogging Candy about her efforts is concerning Black Lives Matter is simply not true. What happened was we're going to take it from the beginning. Nene was doing an article. Candy went behind the cast back and went to Bravo to try to get some programming done without telling us which blindsided us and which should make Candy look bad. So Candy got upset with that and Candy um, decided to confront me about it on Housewives. As soon as I walked into um, the party, Candy wanted to ask me about these texts. There are some texts out there that, you know, you're talking about what I was trying to get done for Black Lives Matter, etc. We were having a decent conversation. It was nothing to be upset about. And, and, and I thought, okay, this is fine because I have the text messages to prove that I never dogged you out. I've been fully supportive of you, Candy, in Black Lives Matter. And whatever you're doing for our people, I love it. I'm right here for you. So anyway, Kenya comes over, it turns candy, when it turns into an argument. So at that moment, I decide, you know what? This isn't a good look. We as black women should not be arguing on this show about Black Lives Matter. That is not what we need to do. I know we have done things in the past that other black women have said, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But to me, I register that as real life. If you have real life drama with a woman, you have real life drama. However, when it came to Black Lives Matter, I have a certain responsibility. All of us black women on this show who are wanting to use our platform for these families who don't have the voice that we have, I have the opportunity. I'm not pressured to talk about Black Lives Matter on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I feel the responsibility and it's an opportunity for me to speak for these families. It is something that is very connected to my spirit and it is the way I show love to my people to speak up for them. It turns into it. So I did not want us to be on Real Housewives even if it was just a misunderstanding because clearly I have the text. 
even if it could have been cleared up, I just didn't like the way it was going to come off. So I went to um, Bravo. They decided after I explained everything to them that they agreed, you know what? I don't think that will be a good look. That is not the purpose we want in showing the black experience and what you guys are going through with Black Lives Matter. So they decided that they did not want to air that, period. And it was done. I text Candy and I said, um, you know, she. I, I asked her, we, we, well, we had a conversation on the phone and then we text, right? And the whole point of me reaching out to her or her reaching out to me was so we could clear it up, right? Because what I didn't want was another person of such influence like him. So I did not candy, right? To think that I would dare not respect what she's doing for black people, I, that I was trying to hinder it, that I'm jealous of it, that I wanted to be bigger than it. I wanted her to understand that we're sisters in this. We're more powerful together, Candy. And that is why we had a conversation through text. In this conversation... Okay, and she goes on and, and talk about the conversation and, and just pulls out the, the fact that they weren't dogging Candy in the group chat or whatever the situation was. <laughs> Here's Candy's response because she got on an interview and she responds to Portia's recent live. And this is basically what she had to say. We know the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion is coming up. And just last night, Portia Williams responded to an article on, on Vulture. It, it's a little complicated, but it's been making the rounds on social media. How is your relationship with, with Portia? Is, is, how's it going? Um, I mean, I don't really know, honestly. Um, as far as I knew, we were, you know, coolest, you know, when we left the reunion and then this article came out and then now I guess she's on social media. So I have no idea, to be honest, like, you know, what the, where her, what the point was that she was trying to make. I, I'm confused, to be honest. Hmm. So, so it caught you by surprise. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess not. I mean, at the end of the day, the article talked about a scene that was deleted. Well, that was not used in the show. Okay. And, um, you know, obviously there were things in that scene that, you know, were not, um, we know the real positive, a positive look, you know, in her eyes. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, she wasn't happy about it then. And of course she's not happy about it being discussed now. So I don't really know what to say okay. about that. Positive. <laughs> Candy is so, she's so nonchalant, but no, here's the thing. I think what had happened was there was an article that came out in Vulture and it insinuated that, I guess, cause Kenya's involved because I believe maybe Kenya put the bug in somebody's ear at Vulture, which made them write that article or whatever. And there's a scene that was deleted with an argument that was an argument between Portia and Candy. And my whole thing with the situation is, you know, she probably, and, and I guess Portia's mad because it's being brought up. She did not want that to be not only not aired, but like not talked about or ever be known that it even existed. And, and I understand where Portia is coming from. Like she didn't want to make, cause that was at that time of the season. That was, a, that was BLM. It was all about the, just talking about it and spreading awareness. It's not about the argument. It's not about the show, the cadence of the show. And she went to Bravo and was like, this is probably not good 
because it's going to look like what a lot of people said it already was looking like, which is performative activism and mixed with this, the, the toxic narrative of a reality TV show. So it's like, yeah, they were going to take it out because it would have got more backlash. If it would, I would, I would say it would have gotten more backlash if that was there. It's like, cause y'all talking about this and then in another scene, y'all arguing, come on now. Now it's looking, it's looking very much performative. And, you know, Kenya probably brought it up just to make Portia look bad. And also, I mean, it could have gave a lot of clarity to why Candy and Portia are getting into it in the reunion. Okay, this is the reason. We still don't know what the conversation was. I mean, well, she talked about what the conversation was about. It was over something stupid. But I don't know. Maybe it would have got, it it got ratings. You know, I don't know. But we don't care about we're not caring about ratings right here because we're talking about this serious situation, which is a big problem. I do agree. I mean, I don't know. I was I was definitely. I don't know where I stand with the situation because, yeah, Porsche, uh, Kenya is a little messy. But like also you remember that you were on a reality TV show and they're going to try to find doesn't matter. And it may sound messed up, but they're going to find any way of making drama out of something. That is what they do. They don't care about any situation. I I don't personally agree with that, but that's just what what you signed up for, Portia. But okay, let's move on. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to talk about Lil Nas X because this was a topic that really kind of grinded my gears a little bit and I don't want to sound like I'm such a stan of Lil Nas X but no I mean like I I just understand bullshit when I see it so uh, the internet reacted to a clip from some man that was recording what appeared to be Lil Nas X's mother on a street corner The person was recording, criticizing the rapper for allegedly not helping his parent who suffers from a drug addiction. Now, of course, people on social media sided with the narrative and they called him out. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of blog posts that posted the video and a lot of people in the comments saying, see, you over here selling devil shoes and you not helping your mama and this, that and the third. Very disrespectful. I, I, it, it, it actually happened. I didn't get to talk about this because we were doing the interview with the cast member at, at Chase in LA. Shout out to them. But I just felt it was so annoying that 
we are still talking about this person. It's, you know, y'all want him to go away so bad. Stop talking about him. Like y'all put him so much far in the limelight when you're trolling him and you're saying negative and hurtful things. It doesn't make any sense. And, and this cause, this situation caused his father to come out and make a statement on social media. And he said, in quotes, despite what people say, Lil Nas X is the greatest kid a parent could be blessed with. Although this, although his mom is a, is in a struggle with drug addiction, she still is a queen and he goes through great lengths to make sure we're taken care of those who have family members and friends dealing with addiction. Unfortunately understands that there aren't enough money you can throw at a situation to make it better. I don't usually address personal issues publicly, but felt like this needed to be said, please join us in keeping her name in our prayers into those who are trying to create false stories, you won't prosper. Hashtag control the narrative. My whole, period. And I like what he said. There's not enough money that you could throw at a situation. Like, cause a lot of people are saying, Oh my God, like he got all this money. He's number one in the top charts and stuff like that. And he's this brilliant, big celebrity, but you're not doing nothing to your, your mother that's, that's dealing with abuse and, and addiction and this, that and the third. Shut the hell up. Cause I don't know what that boy went through when the shit was happening. And, and Lil Nas X followed up with a tweet and he said, I hate speaking on my personal life, but y'all niggas don't know how many nights I've cried to myself home feeling guilty because nothing I've tried would help my mom paint me as a bad guy all you want. But at the end of the day, you don't know me outside of this internet shit. Period. And that's, and that's basically what it is. You guys are mad at him because he was selling some Satan shoes and because he was twerking on the devil in the video. And it, it, it had that not happened, y'all would not be making a big stink about this situation. And I think it's because, okay, he pissed y'all off with something. And now y'all trying to find, people are literally trying to find any way and avenue to bring this person down. And it's looking very creepy at this point. It's, start, it's I'm starting to get a little concerned. Because the obsession, the obsession of him is just so, just why? And it's like, and, it's, and to be honest, I, I hate to call out groups, but like, it's really straight men. Like, it's it's, it's just pr- like pushing the narrative. And it's like the shit that y'all call gay people, messy, drama, girly. And y'all over here pillow talking. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop, child. Let me. But it just—it just looks weird. It—it it, it looks weird as hell. And maybe if you guys were really concerned, you'll know that he already addressed this on his TikTok video. When that time where he was talking about how he became who he is and this, that, and third in his career, he also talked about how his mother had struggled with addiction and that he tried to put her in a rehab, and it didn't work. It went wrong. But y'all don't care about that. Y'all just want him to make make him look bad. I, I, there's no point in me even saying that. Y'all didn't y'all didn't care to do that research because y'all just trying to find any avenue to make him look bad. And it's looking like I know I talk about celebrities all the time, 
But at least I'm doing it on a platform that will eventually get me paid. Y'all doing this shit for free. Y'all are on social media, TikTok, who you name it. Well, if you're on TikTok, you're probably getting paid. As if you got a lot of downloads, bird downloads, likes. But if you're on comments on social media, because it's really these people, and it's not, a lot of people like to blame the shade room about a lot of things. The shade room is toxic, which is probably true with their with their narratives and storytelling when it comes to these articles and stuff like that. But it's really the people in the comments. And, you know, I think that it's very, I hate to see it. I hate to see our people. And this is something that we as black people, this is the shade room. This is, this is the culture. You get what I'm saying? And it's just people overflowing with hate on this, on this page in these comment threads. It just makes me not even want to be, not even want to use the shade room for use their articles for the show anymore. Like, Cause their shit is very like their, their community is just very toxic. But anyway, I digress. I think the most annoying part of this story is that he doesn't owe anybody. He doesn't owe any of us a damn explanation. And by the way, if Lil Nas, if Lil Nas X did nothing for his mother, then so be it. Let me explain. Let me explain. Because I'm not all with I'm not with that whole child becoming the parent to their parents. Okay, I certainly did not ask to be here, nor that nor should I be responsible for some grown ass adults making decisions for them making bad decisions. Now I get that when you get older, you're supposed to help your parents when they get when they're unable. You know, when they get old, they get sick. And, you know, we see this with, I see this in my family, you know, it's, it's just, you know, they took care of you and they, and, and they did nothing. This, this is out of their control. Should they get sick or should, you know, they get older and they need help. But if a parent makes a decision, they made a grown ass decision to get themselves into something. And now I have to save them from it while I'm trying to figure out my life. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with my shit. Now I got to figure out your shit just because. You, you birthed me in this world. No, you got to figure that out on your own. And I hate, and you got to, and please take this with, take that with a grain of salt. We're not responsible for the shit that y'all get into. Just like y'all would say to us, when we get old out on, our own, well, we ain't responsible for you, responsible for you. You get what I'm saying? So, and a lot of people are really, a lot of people aren't even, ain't even been through this shit. It'd be something if y'all, okay, for some people that actually been through the ringer of somebody dealing with addiction, okay, you may have more patience than people. It takes a lot of patience to deal with somebody that's an addict. I have to live my life as well. I can't sit there and put my life on pause just because you are fucking around. I don't know their situation. I'm not going to speak on it no more. I'm just speaking in general. I'm not really speaking about Lil Nas X. I, me personally, I just feel that you put yourself in that situation you have to fix it. He said that he tried to put this woman in rehab and it did not work. Just because he's making a lot of money. He's a millionaire. He got his he got his house and his cars and all that good stuff. He's topping the charts. He's number one. Does not mean that he can fix everybody's life. Because a lot of y'all think that money is the, the solve of everything. Money is not, clearly. Because at the end of the day, that adult has to consent to going to rehab. 
So if I send your ass and I'm paying this money for you to go to rehab and your ass leave because you can, because you're an adult, I'm not going to keep on doing that. Are you? Mind you, people, people going through this that ain't got no money. I mean, more, more power to you, but that's not me. So mind your damn business. How about that? I feel like if everybody, just like what Trina said way back when, if everybody just mind their own business and worry about what they're doing, we could have a better day. You know what? That's the moral, that's the moral of this damn podcast. Mind your goddamn business. Anyway, I want to talk about the CNN correspondent, Chris Comino, because he, honey, child. Okay. While speaking about the recent fatal shootings of Dante Wright and Adam Coldino, Chris was very blunt and boldly stated that white Americans won't care about police brutality until it happens to their kids. And this is what he had to say. And you know what the answer is? You really do. You don't like it. I don't like it. It scares me. Shootings, gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, you, I know when they'll change. Your kids start getting killed. White people's kids start getting killed. White kid, oh, big family, that house over there. Those start piling up. What is going on with these police? Oh, what? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That kind of... Period. I just wanted to put that on the show just to say, period. <laughs> like, if these police officers start shooting these white kids, and I'm not suggesting that they should, I'm not wishing on nothing. I don't wish nobody to die. But if that starts to happen, then we're going to see a lot of change in the narrative of these cops. Oh, they should be, they should be defunded. Oh, wow, because they, they kill y'all now, right? Yeah, now, now y'all understand that they're out of control. Because we have seen cases, very small cases, not as, not as much as people of color. But there are, are small cases of cops shooting and killing whites. Small cases, very small. Let me just, you know, I'm not. Don't act like that can ever change and they'll start doing the same to y'all. Because I think these cops, like I said, I, I think I was watching something. It was some news story. And it was this ex-cop that were talking about how they get like three weeks in gun training. And like the training is not as it should be. It's very accelerated. And they don't really learn anything. Not, not, that, not that they don't really learn anything. It's just not, it's not, there's no big training. You, you may train for like three months at the academy and then you, you're a bona fide cop. And they, it's a lot of them don't know how to handle certain situations. I feel like a lot of them don't know how to police properly when it comes to people of color. And I think that's what's going on. These cops are out of control. I mean, just the other day, we found out that a seven-year-old, a seven-year-old was fatally shot inside of a vehicle at McDonald's drive-thru in Chicago. They were trying to get, I seen the video. It was very horrific. They tried to get into the car, but they couldn't because the car was kind of, there was a pole next to the car in the front seat. And they were trying to open the door to get to the person that was driving. And they ended up shooting and they shot the child. 
seven years old. So now they're shooting. Now they're starting to shoot kids. It's a mess. And we have rappers like Cardi B saying that they should not defund the cops. Oh yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all didn't hear. Yeah. She made this tweet. She then deleted it, but she made this tweet. And she said, that's bullshit to me. We need cops. And that's a fact. We just need strict cop laws. If you shot, if you shoot someone just like civilians, you'll go to jail that same day, get charged, wait for a bond, go to trial. That will make you think twice about shooting anyone. Okay. She replied or quoted a tweet that said defund the police. This is the same liberal. Okay. That did this interview with Joe Biden talking about policy and all types of bullshit, not really challenging him and, 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 and all that good stuff. And she's trying to get involved. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Defunding the police is not getting rid of the police. And I think that's what her tweet said. Like she said, we need cops. And that's a fact. Nobody's getting rid of cops. If that was the case, then then the phrase would be get rid of cops. No, defunding the police means relocating money from policing to other agencies funded by local cities and towns. It's taking their funding because maybe if the funding is taken and they don't get the money that they get, then people will start acting right. That's the whole, and I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, please do. Cause I could be wrong. That's what, that's what it is. They're trying to defund the police. So, to, you know, cause once their funding is cut, then people will start being serious and be like, okay, well maybe we do need to train these people a little bit more. Maybe we do need to take some kind of sensitivity classes or uh, classes of, you know, reacting and all that other type of stuff. You have a big platform. I'm talking to Cardi B. You have a big platform and you are media trained to be liberal, I guess, because she did like, she did like a lot of stuff for the election and stuff. And she did the interview with Joe Biden. Girl, what are you doing? And and, And she deleted it. So it's like, you come on now. Think before you get on that damn social media app, because you just you you just post anything, and I'm I'm just over here tired of talking about you. But you know I love content, and uh, your last video I did was pretty good. But like, girl, shut your ass up! Like, it, like for me, if you're gonna sit and if you are gonna be on social media like that, Cardi, I'm gonna need you to do some research. Like I said before, it takes three seconds. It takes three seconds to search something up on Google. I literally got that definition of defunding the police off of a website. I literally searched it up before I saw, cause I want to make sure I knew what it means and not that it's not getting rid of cops. It's defunding them. Anyway, guys, tell me what you guys think in the comments. That's it for this episode. Oh, wow. We made up. <laughs> no, cause let me tell y'all, I literally did this whole episode. It was like 40 minutes. I was like, yay, oh my God, yay. I started editing this shit. I did not connect the mixer. So it literally picked up my laptops. Uh, let me not explain that again because I'll just get mad again. So I'm just, I'm not going to be talking for the rest of the day. <laughs> anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the convo. And until next time, I'm your host, Darren Green, and this is the Darren Green Show signing out. I'll see you again on Friday. <laughs> 
you like what you heard, please don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. As always, enjoy the combo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.